Hello everyone, this is Bola. I'm the founder and CEO of Clever Girl Finance and welcome to the Clever Girl Stove podcast. So today's episode of the podcast is all about the power and importance of virtual networking, especially in a highly competitive job market. And my guest to have this conversation with me is Ebony Joyce. So Ebony is the owner of Next Level Career Services, LLC, and she is a career mastermind who helps mid to senior level professionals brand themselves with confidence, clarity, and certainty so that they can attract their next career opportunity. Her expertise stems from her career challenges of being unemployed underemployed and unhappily employed as well as her work as a former recruiting company co-owner and her experience has given her the inside scoop on how to not only craft the perfect personal brand for a killer first impression but also the how-to on wrapping up her clients expertise personality and background in a package so attractive that it entices employers to flood their inboxes with top dollar offer letters I love that As a certified career coach and employment interview professional, Ebony wears several hats as a career strategist, and I'm happy to have her on the episode today to walk us through the process of virtual networking. So on today's episode, we talked about how Ebony found herself in the career services field, including how her career path and her corporate experience negotiating multi-million dollar salaries ties into what she does today. We talked about how virtual networking works and why it is so important for you to start doing it. She also shares key tips to make virtual networking easier if it's something that you currently find challenging, as well as key tips to build out your professional network and how you can leverage networking even if you've been laid off. But before we get into the episode, if you've been listening to this podcast for a while and you haven't yet subscribed, please subscribe. You can do that everywhere you listen to your podcast episodes. And if you are new to the podcast, welcome. I'd love for you to subscribe as well. And be sure to head over to iTunes to leave a review if you're loving the podcast. Also, make sure you head on over to clevergirlfinance.com. We have brand new content on the website multiple times a week, and every single one of our 30 plus courses is free. This includes over 40 plus worksheets and also the ability for you to schedule a free call with one of our amazing Clever Girl Finance mentors when you sign up for a course. We're also sharing new videos to the YouTube channel every single week at youtube.com slash clevergirlfinance. So we have a ton of content to keep you motivated and inspired as you work on your financial goals. And finally, if you don't already follow us on Instagram, you should. We have an amazing time engaging on that platform and it is a ton of fun to be part of the Clever Girl Finance community there and you can find us at Clever Girl Finance. So now let's get into this episode with Ebony. Hey, Ebony, welcome to the Clever Girls Know podcast. Hi, thank you for having me. Thank you for being up super early to join the podcast um, in this new normal. No problem. Thank you. I appreciate it. So I'd love for you to share who you are and what you do. Absolutely. So hi, everyone. My name is Ebony Joyce, and I am a career coach Um, HR consultant and a personal brand strategist. Just to go back a little bit. So I'll go back to 2006 uh, when I graduated. So um, I took on a a role within the um, aerospace and defense company. And I was there for about four years. And so people were really shockingly surprised that I landed something uh, within that um, industry so quick and so young. And so in that time, um, about a year in, I recall 
uh, getting a mentor. And one of the first questions on the phone he asked me was, where do you see yourself in five years? I remember saying to him, I wanted to be in a management role, um, but eventually I wanted to be um, in his position. And he was the vice president of uh, global supply chain. And um, at the time I was also in, I had just started uh, my MBA. And when I finished that program, I had to give them two years so that I didn't have to pay, uh, pay for school. I started my exit strategy. And I started to get um, just more great um, opportunities and roles that really came my way. And so from there, even before that, people would say, how did you get that position? And can you tell me? And so I'm like, well, it was my resume. At least that's what I thought at the beginning. So they would say, okay, can you do my resume? And um, then they would come to me and say, hey, you did my resume, but I didn't get that job. I'm like, well, I did my part. You got the interview. Um, so they would say, well, what's next? <laughs> so I was like, okay, well, I interviewed. And they're like, can you help me interview? So I started to help interview. And then I would get called and they would say, oh my God, I got the job. And I'm like, okay, great. And like, they offered me this and I'm like, ooh, okay, great. Um, and so they were like, well, what? that's not good. I'm like, well, I wouldn't take it. So they're like, well, what do I do? So I was like, well, ask for this. And at this point I had no strategy. I'm just like... People are guinea pigs to me at this point. Um, and so they would be like, well, they didn't give me that, but they gave me this instead. I'm like, okay. Oh. And then the next one would happen and it just kept happening. And then before I knew it, I would find myself um, loving to do job interviews and writing people's resumes just as much as I love what I did in my nine to five. And so it's like, I would do my nine to five and I would go home and work on someone's resume I would do job searching for them. And so really um, in 2015, I had a, a colleague of mine who we went to uh, under, we went to graduate school together. She reached out to me and said, hey, um, she was a military veteran. She said, um, I want to help people find jobs who have been you know, previously in the military. And I was being my normal self. And I'm like, well, do this, this, this. And she's like, well, how about you just join me? I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, don't really know how, but she was like, well, you can write the resumes and you can help them with the interviewing part. And so in 2015, we joined together um, to start a recruiting firm. I left that, I uh, started my own business in 2017. So, and that is Next Level Career Services, which is what I do today. That's awesome. So you're now in this space where you're helping people not just improve their resume, but walking them through the whole process of being able to get that job and also get the salary that they desire. Absolutely. So um, what my in my professional career, I was in global supply chain. And so what I really did was I managed relationships with suppliers. I negotiated contracts. I negotiated multi-million dollar salaries. And so I figured if I can negotiate a $30 million contract, then sure, I can negotiate $100,000 or $200,000 salary. And I do. And so a lot of what I did um, in corporate for 13 years has really helped me um, to where I am today because really a lot of it is about networking and relationship building. So for this episode, we are going to focus on 
networking, specifically virtual networking, um, something that has now become really, really important, given the fact that many people, most people who are working in corporate are working from home and many companies are going to start adopting, you know, more or even bigger work from home policies. And even companies that did not have a work from home policy will start implementing just given the fact that, you know, we're going through this pandemic. And even now, as companies are um, navigating these new work from home structures, they're actually realizing the cost savings of having employees work from home, either part of the week, either um, full time or, you know, as a temporary structure. So this is something that's not going anywhere. And so virtual networking is something that is very important. And so I wanted you to kind of break that down and go over the importance of virtual networking because a lot of people are going to be put in that space where they have to do it, whether they like it or not. Absolutely. So virtual networking isn't much different than what we do on a day-to-day, especially if we're on social media. And so networking itself is really just building connections. And so we're building connections throughout our day in some form or another. A lot of times, especially if you are a corporate professional, you're on LinkedIn, but you can network on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, All of those really allow for us to meet people in which we would have never met um, otherwise, right? So it's really a way for us to connect with individuals in a virtual aspect. And so I know a lot of people uh, think about virtual networking because it's like this new word that we're using now because of social distancing. But it's really the same thing that we do day to day. And we should really still have those same conversations that we would have if we would meet someone in person. So the conversation isn't really structured too much different. And we should really just embrace the fact, especially for us introverts, that we now get to do this and we don't have to stand in a room full of a hundred people and, you know, go off into a corner or try to meet that one person in the room, you know, or stand there with your, uh, your wine in your hand or your beverage in your hand, waiting for someone to come up to you and start a conversation. So virtually networking really is an opportunity for you to be comfortable um, and you're behind the screen. So it's just like we're on our phone or on our computer. We get to be um, ourselves more so. And so it's a great opportunity to meet people who you would have never otherwise met. I think that's great because a lot of people think about it, I guess, as they're thinking about, okay, how is my career growth? How is my job hunting strategy changing this new normal? And they hear the word virtual networking, they, you know, like you said, for introverts or people who are just not comfortable with networking in general, might feel like, oh my God, this new thing I have to figure out. But I like how you said this is something that we already do. And so it's just doing more of it. And also, I like that you said that it's something that makes you even more comfortable because you don't have to be awkwardly standing in that at that cocktail party waiting for someone to talk to you or at that office brunch company-wide thing or even networking event. This is something that is more intimate in a sense. Um, So that makes um, a lot of sense. So everybody, people struggle with networking in general and they get nervous. They don't know what to say. They're not sure who to approach or how to approach that person. And let's say, you know, right now working from home, I'm trying to meet someone new or connect with somebody new and I've gotten the introduction. Um, How do I go about 
approaching it to make that virtual networking easier? Yeah, so the first thing to do is to find a um, some similarities, whether that be you went to the same school, so you have your alumni connection, whether you are a part of the same professional organizations, find something similar. And if you are on LinkedIn, I'm going to use them for a few examples here. Um, it's easy to see that you have mutual connections, so you can use a mutual connection also. So find that commonality and then expand on it from that from there. Um, right now is a great time to do that because everyone's at home and we're all experiencing the same thing. So it's easy to start a conversation with just, um, you know, I hope you're safe and, you know, going from that aspect um, right now. You're getting more responses from individuals, whether it be on LinkedIn or any other platform, because we're all at home um, and people want to see how they can help and be supportive. And so I find that um, a lot more people are getting responses um, when they reach out to individuals who they may have not known otherwise. So that whole idea of asking people or recognizing the the nature or the situation that we're all facing, I think is really, really important. I find that I have received emails from people who (laughs) the email is just business as usual. And I don't need anybody to ask me how I'm doing. Right. But I just find it so weird that you're not even acknowledging what's happening. Like, I hope you and your family are well, or I think that's part of the standard given the fact that we're facing a pandemic. But when I mm-hmm. get just those business as usual type of emails with no acknowledgement of what's happening it, in my head, there's just like this for a few seconds, like, Oh my God, this is very weird because <laughs> everybody is right. asking. So I think when you're trying to connect with someone that you don't know, or you're just starting to build that fr- fresh relationship, just acknowledging what's going on and asking how they're doing or how their family's doing or how their business is doing, I think is a really great way to ease into that conversation and um, make them comfortable with talking to you. So, you know, going back to the example I gave, if someone just emailed me business as usual, and you're trying to network with me. I'm just like, just, I think it has everything to do with the mental space I'm in, everything that's going on, all the changes I've, I've experienced. And you're coming at me like nothing has happened. I'm less likely to want to <laughs> um, really pursue that conversation further just because of how I'm feeling. And it may have Absolutely. nothing to do with you, but it could have everything to do with the fact that you're not even recognizing that something is going on in the world. Absolutely. It's a really important to first bring the the human, the personal aspect into the conversation first. Um, because even though it's happening virtually, I mean, we're still people at the end of the day. And so mm-hmm. you want to still build, again, you're still trying to build that commonality, build those similarities. Um, and that's the first place to start. I mean, you start with how are you, how are your family? And those things just naturally progress. And then a person will can respond back to you and say, uh, what, yeah, crazy time, so on and so forth. How are things going with you? And then you can start from there and, and then have that conversation. So for example, right, someone reaches out to me and, and they have that, they try to build that human interaction first. And then they say, or they've actually said, um, I've recently been laid off or I'm recently unemployed. And then they follow up with, you know, I was wondering if we can set aside, you know, some time to speak. But because they've you know, they've asked me how I was doing. 
they've let me ask them the same thing. They're like, well, I'm stressed out because of the situation, right? So now I'm like, okay, like, they've let me open that door and I've, I've, I went in, <laughs> right? And now I'm like, okay, how can I help? So I think when you do that, people are more willing to, um, to ask the question of how they can support you. Yeah, yeah, that's that's really, really important. So for anyone listening, it's always important to make it a little personal. You don't have to ask them intimate details, details but a simple how are you? How is your family? You know, even in the, in the normal world, you should still ask. Like you should never Absolutely. send someone you're trying to network with an email that just says, hi, my name is Bola. I needed to look at my resume because I'm trying to meet somebody, you know, I'm, I need your help to get that job. Like I'm going to delete the email. <laughs> Yeah, I stopped at the first <laughs> sentence. <laughs> I need you. Um, I need you to do this for me. So, okay, so let's say, you know, I'm young in my career. Just, I don't think this even ties to just like the length of time you've been working. I think sometimes people mm-hmm. just haven't been able to build out a network or they're just now getting into networking, you know, because they're making career change. They're trying to um, get mentors and things like that. So in someone's um, personal and even their professional network, who are some key people that, you know, let's say I'm trying to make a list of who are the people I need to support me with my career growth, with my job hunt, with, you know, just having that network, who are some key people I want to have on board? Absolutely. So great question. Um, The first thing you want to do is you want to start with your inner circle. So these are people who already know, like, and trust you. Okay. And so I think that what I always advise is to write a list of, you know, 20 people who are willing to support you. And again, they already know you, they already hopefully, you know, like, and trust you. And so that makes this conversation easier to have. And so what I recommend, especially for those individuals who are, if you're currently um, laid off or furloughed, or or even if you're just, a, like you said, a recent college graduate and you're just entering the workforce. Um, the second thing I want you to do is have a target list of companies in which you ideally want to work for. And it doesn't have to be, you know, all Fortune 500 companies, but whatever that list is, develop that list. So now you have a list of people in your inner circle, and you have a target company list. Next, I want you to send um, each person on your 20, uh, your 20 inner, inner person list, uh, send them a personal email. Again, you know, asking them how they are and advising them that um, you're currently in the, the job market, you're currently in your job search. Um, here are a few companies in which you're interested in. These are the roles in which you're interested in. So, for example, um, I wanted, you know, I'm looking for a position at X company in the marketing department, you know, located in you know X city. And so, this person, and you can also add to that, you know, if you know anyone who works at this company, would you be willing to do an introduction? So now people know specifically what it is you're looking for. A lot of times, what we like to do is we reach out to people and we say, um, "Hey, I'm looking for a job." Okay, but unless, and again, people are willing to help, especially right now, but if they don't know what role you're looking for, um, if they don't have a target, they may know someone, but if you haven't given them the information, you're requiring them to do the work for you. 
And so you want to make this an easy yes, right? So you want to be able to provide them with as much information about the company, organization, location as you possibly can. And then they can reach out and say, oh, yeah, I know someone that works at that company. Uh, Let me introduce you, right? So they can send an email and, and introduce you. Now, this person doesn't have to be in HR or the hiring manager. They just need to be within the organization of one of your target companies in which you have um, specified that you're interested in. And now you can start to have that conversation with that person and simply just let them know, you know, I'm looking to make a career change or whatever whatever your situation may be. And, um, you know, you love something about the organization and now you want to see if it's a great culture fit. And so you want to spend, you know, 15 to 20 minutes with them just getting to learn more about the organization. So start with your, your inner network first and allow them to be able to introduce you to people. And it doesn't have to be someone in a particular role. I know people who have just had a, a conversation with their nail technician or their barbara and have the same thing happen. So it doesn't have to be, you know, Anyone who holds a certain position, you know, take everyone into consideration, no matter their job title, because you never know who they know. So it's not necessarily your network, but who your network may know. And, and that's great. And and so for what, what about for someone who is not looking for a job, but, you know, already in a career and now they're focused on pursuing career growth at their company? What kind of people do they want to have in their network? Yeah, absolutely. So you want to get to a point where if you're trying to grow your career, right, that you have a mentor or a sponsor, that person who can advocate for you. Um, So again, you still want to be able to reach out to individuals. um, And this is a good opportunity. Same thing. Um, You could have a colleague or coworker introduce you to someone who may be, um, who can be that sponsor or that mentor for you. Um, It's always good if you don't know that person, and someone else does that they could make that inter- the introduction for you because you have that person, you know, that mutual person in common. So it makes it much easier for you to then go in and start to build that relationship because they have that person that they know, like, and trust. And again, we, we've, there should be some similarities within you um, that that person is willing to, you know, give you 15 to 20 minutes of their time. Then it's up to you to water that seed, right? To nurture that relationship and keep that relationship going afterwards. So let's say I'm in a position where I have been laid off and maybe I don't want to network with the people at my old company and I actually haven't built any type of network, right? How do I begin networking um, from a position of being laid off and trying to find a new job, but not really having a personal network in place? Great. Yeah, this is where... um, I think, again, like social media and uh, platforms like LinkedIn are very helpful because um, you do have some type of network. You can, Again, this is where your, um, your alumni network can be of a great resource. Uh, professional organizations that you've been in um, can be also be of a great resource. And you can reach out to individuals um, in your alumni network and say, you know, 
go Cougars or whatever the case may be, whatever that that mutual connection that you have <laughs> <laughs> that you have, and say, so, you know, um, I see that you were a um, a graduate of you know X, Y, and Z, and um, you know this is what I'm, I'm currently doing or what I've done. Again, you want to be very specific in your ask. Um, I see that you work for um, X company. Um, I, there are opportunities that I think may be a great fit, but however, I want to make sure it's a great culture fit. I would love to see if we can sit down and talk for 15, 20 minutes. Um, so you, this is where those informational interviews come in. You're reaching out to people, not for a job. And I think that that's where a lot of people um, get get confused sometimes. Your networking is to build mutually beneficial relationships. Okay, so what that means is that we're not in a, um, a a take mentality. It's definitely mutually beneficial. You're going to go in first out of curiosity. You just want to gain information. Your information gathering. You want to know more about that person. What do they like about the company? What do they dislike? How long have they been there? What's their role? What's their or what does the organization look like from inside? And that, this person again may not be a hiring manager or the recruiter. And then you can ask them, who else in the organization would you um, think that I should talk to or would you not mind introducing me to? And so, again, you're you're nurturing those relationships. You're watering that seed. You're allowing that to grow. And then you want to ask them, you know, how can I help you? How can I support you? And it's again, if you're on LinkedIn, you can send them articles. Maybe they're active on LinkedIn Um, And they post a lot. You can comment on their articles. You can start to build that relationship. You can share that information that they post um, on social media. So you can definitely give them something. I know sometimes people say, I don't think I have anything to give or, I mean, but you can really start to build and grow and nurture that relationship. Um, Social media allows you to see when someone's work anniversary or their birthday. You can just reach out. You haven't talked to them in a while. You know, send them a happy birthday message or a congratulatory message on an anniversary um, and things of that nature. So you want to continue to be top of mind so that when a position within that organization does come up, that you are the first person that they think of. Um, Because we do have to realize that 80% of jobs are not posted online. So that's what we call the hidden job market. And Mm so 80% of positions are filled through referrals. And so, yes. <laughs> and so, if we have that going on now, that person can say, "Oh, I know." At the time when we met, um, we didn't have a position open, and because you've been, um, you know, sharing information, or if you see an article of something of interest, you, you know, you forwarded that to them. Now they said, "Hey, I know that before when we talked, you know, a few months ago, we didn't have anything open, but I wanted to let you know that we now have something that's um, something open. Send me your resume. Send me your cover letter. Let me take a look at it." But you have to, it's just like a bank account. You have to make deposits before you can make a withdrawal. You have to build that relationship. That's, you know, really important. Too many people wait until the point that they are facing desperation. Oh my God, I got laid off. Oh my God, I need a job now. Before they start thinking about building that network. And while it is still possible, um, it's not going to have the the beginning stage of building a network may not be the same. I may not have that, you know, immediate return when you're in that dire situation when you need that job fast, when you need that advice fast, because you haven't established the relationship, right? So let's say, um, 
I lost my job and I've already built this network. I can reach out to former bosses, former mentors, advisors and say, listen, I'm trying to find a job. And like, oh, boy, girl, no problem. I'm going to go talk to this person because they already know me. They know they know my skill set. They know my ambitions. They know the goals I have. And, you know, it's not just been I need you to do that for me. You know, it's been a give and take type of relationship over time. Absolutely. And I think that one thing that people have to remember is if you haven't built that relationship with individuals, then if you go in for the ask, you get silence. I mean, it's awkward. Yeah, You don't know how to respond. (laughs) Yeah, it's like because I don't know you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And relationships are are meant to last. This is not something that you go in today. And I understand if you're unemployed, you're like, I don't have that time. But you don't have the time to not build a relationship either. And so this is where we have to be forward thinking. We have to be very proactive in our career uh, because we never know. You never know when you're going to need your network. And in these cases, that's why it's very important if you haven't, if you feel like you have not established uh, that network, that you want to reach back to friends and family and, and individuals and your inner circle who already know, like, and trust you because reaching out to strangers or a second connection, if you're on LinkedIn, right? Reaching out to those individuals would get you silence. However, there are people who you have within, again, it doesn't have to be, it could be the person at your local grocery store who you see every week and you can just have a, you know, a conversation as they're scanning you out. And yeah, I lost my job last week and I'm looking, you know, and you say, they're like, oh, actually, I know someone that works at the company. You just never know, you never know who the person. No, you absolutely not. You just never know who that person can be that make that connection for you. Yeah. And, you know, one of my friends who I did an interview with, who's also going to be on the podcast, she was sharing with me about how she was able to find a job because she was in between jobs and she was working at a department store in the women's clothing section. And as she was helping a lady pick out her outfits and getting her some spanks, she casually dropped it in there when the lady said, well, you know, what, what is your background? She's like, yeah, you know, I'm a, I do this X, Y, Z. I'm looking for this. And she was able to build this relationship with this woman, starting from helping her pick an outfit in the dressing room of a store. So you never, you never know. And she got an incredible job out of that. And she's still connected with that woman to this day. Absolutely. Very important. You know, I think some people feel like, well, I'm just at the gym or I'm just at my friend's daughter's birthday party. Like, what's the point? I'm never going to see these people again. You never know. (laughs) (laughs) No, those are the, and those are the best people. I mean, I love that. Like, I mean, when, when we are able to go back to the gym, I mean, I've made some great relationships in there. I mean, whether it be, you know, something that has anything to do with not just me, um, professionally, but personally. I mean, you may, maybe you're looking for a new daycare and you have this conversation, you know, people are like, oh, you know what? My kids go to, you know, this daycare. I mean, it's, there's so many opportunities for us just to reach out to people because we never know, you know, where that relationship may take us. And so, yes, people start out as strangers, but they don't have to end up that way. Exactly. So this has been really awesome, Ebony. I appreciate you sharing these insights and these tips because, you know, as I said in the beginning, networking is something that is very, very important that we all need to 
um, work on and even do a better job of. Like, I definitely know that I need to improve my networking, especially since I don't have the opportunity and most of us don't to be out there networking and meetings or events and meeting people. And, you know, I'm introverted and this is staying home is I love it. Me too. <laughs> I, I don't want to join your Zoom party. I don't want to. I don't want to do the FaceTime. I just. I love being in my house. But I know some people really struggle with this, and I recognize that. But from a personal perspective, this is my zone. And the, the problem with this being my zone is that I can get so comfortable where I don't even bother to connect anybody or I don't bother to network or try to do anything because I'm so comfortable. So I think for me personally, there is room for improvement to, you know, to work on my virtual networking, to reach out to people, to find, you know, to meet new people as well. So I'm challenging myself. And I think it's very important for everyone listening to also challenge yourself to continue to build out not just your professional network, but also your personal network as well. Absolutely. Well, good. There you go. That's your goal. (laughs) (laughs) So, Ebony, I'd love for you to share with us what is your Clever Girl superpower? Okay. My Clever Girl superpower. Um, I'm going to have to say it is building and maintaining relationships. Um, I am also an introvert. However, I do understand the power of relationships. Um, I like to meet new people. Um, and I'd like to stay in contact with them. So um, especially having a business, I really understand the importance of that in order to be successful. Um, you have to be willing to build relationships, partnerships, uh, collabor- collaborate with individuals. Um, and since I've been a business owner for a while, um, that's something that I've had to uh, continuously learn. And a lot of people mm-hmm. know this, like we know that relationships um, are important, but we don't necessarily put the effort into it. Like we just talked about, sometimes we wait until uh, there is that need and then we want to start building the relationship. So um, I'm going to say that my uh, Clever Girl superpower is building and maintaining relationships. I love it. (laughs) And finally, I'd love for you to share how listeners can keep in touch with you and learn about, about what you do. Yes, yes. Uh, Yeah, please visit my website, which is nextlevelcareer.co. And um, because I said I love relationships, I love networking, um, follow me on LinkedIn, which is where I am at the most. Um, And on there, I'm just um, Ebony Joyce. Awesome. Thank you so much, Ebony. This has been great. Thank you, Bola. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode with Ebony and you got some key tips to help you as you work on improving your virtual networking. If you haven't already subscribed to the podcast, please do. You can do that everywhere you listen to your podcast episodes. And if you are loving what you've listened to, be sure to head on over to iTunes and leave a review. And don't forget to stop by clevergirlfinance.com to check out all of our brand new content that we post every single week, multiple times a week. And be sure to check out our 30 plus free courses. And if you know anyone that needs this resource, please share it with them. Thank you guys so much for listening and I will talk to you guys soon.